This is where great ideas about the financial world come together. Welcome to the Financial Forum Podcast with the president of Fortune Financial Group, Chris Galise. Hey, everybody, welcome into another exciting edition of the Financial Forum with Chris Galise, president at Fortune Financial Group. I'm your co-host, Mark Killian, riding along as we talk about investment, retirement, financial planning concepts, things, strategies, as we do every week here on the show. Uh, Chris, as I mentioned, is the president at Fortune Financial Group, serving you here in the Northeast Pennsylvania area. Well, let's get into our program, Chris. Let's start talking about some financial stuff. Let's see if we can uh, answer a few email questions. That's what we usually do to kick things off. And I got a couple of good ones for you this week. Uh, Woody, over in Hazleton. Chris, we're retiring in two years and plan to sell our home and move to the beach but home values yeah great right home values in our neighborhood are sky high right now so i'm wondering if i should sell the house and maybe just rent for a couple of years do you think it's a bad idea to rent at this stage of life okay this question is not dissimilar to a lot that we get mark when when people are talking about uh, the market. They said, "Oh, the market is so high. Should I get out now before it uh, before okay. it corrects?" And mm-hmm. it's you know similar to what he's talking about, where he feels you know maybe the home values right now are as high as they're going to be. Two years is not that long a time frame. Uh, I'm not trying to uh, pretend I'm a real estate expert by any stretch, <laughs> but I. I you know, here in, in in Northeast Pennsylvania, especially what he's saying, he's in, he's calling from from Hazleton. You know, it's not like it's you know one of these booming, you know, high speculative areas like you know Miami, Florida. You know, back in the 2008, 2009, or Southern California. That's where you saw, you know, a lot of the real estate bubble happen, where, you know, home prices were sky high. A lot of people were speculating. And then, you know, within three to six months, the the real estate market had crashed. Uh, I, I don't see Hazleton being in that kind of situation where there's a lot of speculation going on. So again, this is just my opinion. Please, would he talk to a, you know, a, a real estate person who may give a different opinion, but I don't think over the next two years that, you know, you're going to see that big a change in real estate prices. But to his you know, question, though, is it a bad idea to rent at this stage in life? You know, let's say that it was determined that he should take advantage of these sky high prices, that there is a high probability that uh, the prices can come down over the next you know, couple of years. You know, well, then you want to do the math, you know, look at what you could potentially sell the house for today versus what would happen if the real estate market came down over the next couple of years and what you have to sell it for or settle for down the road and then kind of figure out what the rental output would be over those couple of years. So it may or may not be a bad idea. But again, I don't see a big risk in waiting. But please talk to a real estate person who could give you their perspective as well. 
Well, great question, Woody. And yeah, I mean, every situation is a little bit different. So as Chris pointed out, have some of those other conversations uh, and see before you make any action to see if it's going to make sense for you. But 800-993-1526 to talk with Chris more on the financial side. If you've got some uh, further questions, you want to dive a little deeper, 800-993-1526. Let's talk about some things. It's, it's just outside of the investment view, if you will, I guess. Some things that are just different to look at. It's not always about the investments, right? Okay. Yeah. It's not just about the money. That's right. There's there's other pieces that go into the retirement planning and the retirement journey process. Uh, lifestyle, for example, obviously clearly a huge component. You don't want to work, 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 get ready for retirement and then hit retirement and do nothing. <laughs> That's not going to happen right. most of the time. Right. You do want to figure out how you're going to spend your time now, because this is going to be the first time since probably you were four or five years old that your time is entirely your own all day, all year, right? Think about it. You start kindergarten, first grade at four or five years old. And then for the next 60 years, you're obligated to either school or to work, you know, where you have a schedule to, to look at. But once you retire and you're basically going to be on a permanent vacation, you're going to have a lot of time on your hands. So you do want to figure out what you want to fill your hours with. Do you want to travel more? Do you want to spend more time on your hobbies? Do you want to you know, dedicate time to, to physical activities or, or charitable causes or just family time? What do you want to spend your time with and what is it going to cost you to take care of these activities? Figure out what that lifestyle is going to be. That's one of the most important and it's also one of the most overlooked aspects of retirement planning. Most people think it's just about the money, but how are you going to fill those hours during yeah. your during your retirement years? Well, you know, you might have a person that say, well, you got to have the money to enjoy the lifestyle. And that's true, obviously. Absolutely. But you've right. you got to have a plan for a lifestyle to see what kind of money you need. <laughs> it's the, the cart before the horse kind of thing. Right. right? Chicken exactly. Or the egg. So, right. yeah. All right. Social Security. Uh, more. This is, obviously, a big chunk of our of the money, but it's not like the investment vehicle, like your 401 or that type of thing. So it's there, but there's several questions that have to be addressed with it as we talk about, you know, many times on the show. Right, right. One of the, the biggest questions is when are you going to start Social Security? For most people, unless you're widowed or disabled, the earliest you can start it is age 62. And I think the latest statistic I had heard, Mark, was that about 60% of people started at age 62. Yeah. Now, now, is that the right time to start it? Well, for some folks, absolutely. But for others, it might be a big mistake. So don't just automatically assume that you should start Social Security as soon as you're eligible, because that may or may not be the right situation. Then if you are married, the the questions compound, because not only do you want to determine when's the best time for you to start it, but you also want to figure out when's the best time for your spouse to start it as well. And you like to optimize those two strategies together. That's another very important thing to think about. And then finally, you want to think about the the tax implications of Social Security, uh, because sometimes people don't realize that depending on your income in retirement, your Social Security payments uh, may be taxed. And that 
never sits well with a lot of folks because, you know, they're saying they were paying tax on their Social Security income when they were working, and then they have to pay tax on it again as they're taking it out. Uh, but it's just the way the, the government has set it up. So please be aware of the tax implications and then see if you can implement any kind of tax strategies to make that Social Security more tax efficient for yourself. Yeah, and then right in line with the same concept is if you're lucky enough to have one, when you're having that Social Security conversation, some of those conversations can be applied to pensions. Oh, right, right. Absolutely. Like you said, Mark, they are uh, a dying breed. Fewer and fewer employers are, are offering pensions. Uh, but if you do have that, there's a good chance that you might be presented with a couple choices upon retirement. The first choice that you may uh, have to look at is should you take that monthly pension from your employer or should you take what they call a lump sum buyout? Depending on the offer that you're getting, sometimes taking the lump sum buyout is better. But on the other hand, sometimes taking that monthly pension that's guaranteed for life may be the, the better option. So if you do have a decision like that to make, Please sit down with a financial professional who could help weigh out all those choices and help you make the best decision. And then the second choice that you uh, may have when it comes to your pension is if you are married, should you be taking a reduced amount so your spouse could also have a pension if you're going to pass away first? Now, that check to your spouse will reduce what you're getting most likely. But again, depending on your circumstances, it might be better to take the, the social option rather than taking some kind of uh, a life benefit for yourself. And once again, if you are faced with any decisions like that, please give me or another retirement advisor a call who could help weigh out those options for you. Yeah, and if you'd like to do that, folks, it is 800-993-1526, 800-993-1526. This is the Financial Forum. We're talking about uh, some components that's more than just the investments, the 401k, IRA type of side to retirement. Uh, and we're talking about where it's really kind of more than just the money. And although Social Security and pensions are part of the money, uh, it's kind of worth addressing in this, in this kind of context. Uh, now, home-related issues. We're going to kind of circle this back around. This could go into the lifestyle conversation. Conversation, but what you want to do with your home, about the home, uh, all those kinds of things can be a, a big factor. Oh, absolutely. A lot of times when folks are retiring, uh, very often in that uh, situation, the if they had kids, the kids are out of the house now. And many times people find them, themselves in the situation where they have more home than they need. So you want to look at, does it make sense to downsize? And for a lot of situations, downsizing may reduce your overall spending needs, which may free up some spending income that you could use on other things, which goes back to the whole lifestyle question that we talked about in the beginning. Another thing you want to look at is, you know, do you want to stay in the area? You know, do you want to stay here in Northeast Pennsylvania as a retiree, or maybe you want to relocate? Maybe you want to go someplace warmer so you don't have to deal with the winters that we have. Maybe you want to go somewhere that's going to be closer to the children or the, or the grandchildren. So if that's the case, you have to figure out is the new place you're relocating to, is the cost of living going to be higher there, or is the cost of living going to be lower there? and factor in that change of, of um, 
spending into your overall financial plan. And if you do find out that you may be spending more in retirement because of a possible relocation, then you want to look at, does it make sense to tap into you know, home equity at all? Do you want to look at um, you know, any kind of reverse mortgage? Those are things that come up. There's a lot of commercials out there now targeting retirees, touting the value of reverse mortgages. And I get questions about them a lot. And I, I say this when I, just like I answer this a lot for a lot of questions is it depends on your situation. For somebody having a reverse mortgage might be the best decision they've made for their finances. For someone else, it might be the worst decision. So don't assume it's one of those things that it works for everybody because it doesn't. No, good points. I mean, all of these things can kind of factor into uh, the conversations that should be happening with your, you know, if your spouse, if you're married, uh, but also with your financial advisor, how these things are going to relate to what you want to accomplish in retirement. And then, of course, the final piece would be health questions. They're not fun. They're not glamorous, but darn it, you got to have these. Yeah, you can't ignore the cost of health care. It's the single biggest expense that most people are going to have in retirement. So you want to make sure you know all the options very, very well before you make your retirement decision. If you're retiring before age 65, which is the traditional Medicare start age, where are you going to get your insurance from until you reach age 65, and can you afford those payments? Uh, you also have to look at what would happen if you or your spouse, if you're married, had any type of chronic illness or long-term care event. Uh, how is that going to be paid for? Uh, just because you're in perfect health right now doesn't mean that that's going to continue throughout your retirement. So you want to be prepared ahead of time so nothing pops up that can potentially derail your retirement. So a lot of times, Mark, when people think about retirement planning, they think solely about their investments, just thinking about their nest egg. How much do they have in their IRA? How much do they have in their 401k? But there are so many other things that have to be looked at that's going to help put together a comprehensive retirement plan for yourself. So if you feel you're missing any or all of these elements that we've talked about, if you feel that you've only just concentrated on building up your nest egg but haven't thought about any other areas, give me a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you and help you map out an overall plan for your retirement situation. I hope this information we've covered on today's podcast is helpful. And if you have any questions about what we've discussed or want to explore the opportunity to create your own financial and retirement plan, I encourage you to reach out. And what we could do, we could schedule a time to talk and see if you'd be a good fit for our retirement readiness review. And what this review will do is it looks at what you have saved already for retirement. It looks at what your goals are and it compares what you have saved to see if it lines up to what those goals are. So in other words, is what you're doing right now the best way to accomplish your goals? So get your questions answered and get your retirement readiness review by calling 800-993-1526. Again, that's 800-993-1526. Thanks for listening to the Financial Forum Podcast. We'll talk to you on the next episode. 
You've been listening to the Financial Forum Podcast. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to Chris Scalise, 800-993-1526. That's 800-993-1526. You can also get in touch online by going to fortune-financial.org. That's fortune-financial.org. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Just search for the Financial Forum Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM. AEWM and Fortune Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Fortune Financial Group is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Fortune Financial Group is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency.